0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to what is normally Today on Broadway. However, as we have been telling you throughout this COVID-19 pandemic, when there just isn't a ton of news to talk about, we will be taking an episode off of Today on Broadway, but we promise that we will always have something else in the feed To take its place. One thing that we do promise that we won't do, though, is take multiple days in a row off from Today on Broadway. So you can expect Ashley and I to be back in your ears on Tuesday morning or Monday night if you are on Patreon. So instead of a Today on Broadway today, I'm giving you the list of Palooza from last night's Some Like It Pop Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist Edition, in which my co host Jennifer McHugh and I talk about the things that we recommend that you binge during your quarantine. We went back to old-school SLIP format and did a top 10, each of us. Not exactly a top 10, I guess, but a list of 10 each. So even if you've already read all of the lists all over the interwebs about things you should binge, listen to what Jen and I have to say. Also, if you want to hear the complete episode of our Some Like It Pop, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist Edition recap of episodes 7 and 8 of the NBC musical series, head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash radio. Enjoy the episode. Let us know what you are binging at Broadway Radio. You can reach out to me at B-W-W-M-A-T-T and Jen at EponineQ, that's E-P-O-N-I-N-E-Q, on Twitter. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we'll be back to talk to you on Tuesday. All right, Jen, let's get to our list of Palooza, and we're going to go back old school style and do a top 10 list here. How we do these is we... One of us will say our full 10 through 6, just kind of briefly, and then we'll go back and forth and then alternate 5 through 1. Again, this list is the best things to binge while you are stuck at home. The only criteria that we've really put on this was that they had to be easily accessible. And generally our TV things, um, you know, not you could binge movies, but that's we want these to be a little bit more drawn out. So I will we start know that
1: everyone and their mother in the last two weeks has put out one of these lists. But, but at ours this is point, better. <laughs> do, do we not need more options? So that's all.
0: Yes. Well, here's my thing. So what I did, Jen, is rather than making like, here's the top 10 in order of what I think is best. My 10 through 6 are things that if anyone knows me or has listened to something like a pop in the past, these are the things that I love. Um, And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. I'm just going to mention them. And then we'll move on to some things that are a little different and and not that they're obscure by any means, but things that aren't necessarily the stuff that I talk about all the time. And I went by
1: genre. So I tried to give examples from different genres.
0: Very cool. So we've got a little bit of everything. So my 10 through 6, um, in no real particular order, 10 is Fleabag from Amazon. You can find it on Amazon Prime. Um, it's from BBC uh, originally. Uh, my love for Phoebe Waller-Bridge is unparalleled. That Uh the, When I saw this, I did not. I think you actually were the one who told me I had to watch it. Or maybe it was the other way. I don't remember. But this is not normally something that I would like because it is so super awkward. But it is literally one of the best things that has ever been on television. It's had two seasons. Maybe there's going to be a third one at some point. Phoebe Waller-Bridge doesn't say that there is. Um, 12 episodes, 22 minutes long. It is absolutely brilliant. The next is uh, the entire series of Friday Night Lights um, on NBC.com or Hulu. Uh, You don't need to hear me go on about Friday Night Lights. Then Jane the Virgin, which is on Netflix now, um, one of my favorite shows. And what I love about this is that it is just something fun. And frivolous and silly that you can watch right now that I think you'll enjoy. This next one is not fun or frivolous or silly in any way, shape, or form. You can find it on HBO Now or Hulu with the HBO add-on, and that is The Leftovers. Um, Jen, we've talked about this series a lot on Something Like a Pop, and I just feel like there's so much that can relate to what we're going through right now with the, the whole worldwide pandemic. Um, that I think that you can find a lot with The Leftovers. If you haven't watched before, season one is heavy. The rest of the series is heavy, but season one is super heavy. If you can get through that season, season two and season three are some of the best seasons of television at literally ever. And then the last one is The Good Place, which is on NBC.com or Hulu. Funny brilliant smart talking about philosophy but just talking about being a good person and i feel like we really really need that right now um where half of the country wants to kill other people so the economy doesn't crash so i think the good place is something that it just ended it's very topical it's brilliant and uh why don't you listen to their podcast too the good place the podcast is awesome as well so jen what is your 10 through 6
1: i believe the good place is on netflix as well
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, good. So maybe maybe it's like the most recent season is on Hulu, the mm, past season. Yeah. Either way, you can find it on NBC.com or other places.
1: Okay, so my uh, number 10 is I wanted to recommend stand-up comedy because it's sometimes fun to just sit down and watch an hour um, of brainless laughs. So just a couple off the top of my head are Hasan Minhaj's Homecoming King on Netflix. Which was
0: which was also an off-Broadway, but he did it off-Broadway yeah, as it's well. It's amazing.
1: And on HBO now, um, Gary, Gary Goldman, The Great Depression, which I got to see live. And it is about depression, but it also was kind of like how you come out of it and how you kind of look at it with humor. So I thought that would be good for people right now. But stand-up comedy in general. Uh, number nine is Documentary Now, Netflix. Uh, great parodies of documentaries if you're documentary fans. Co-op. Um, Co-op is a work of art. <laughs> and musical theater fans unite. Number eight, if I can pimp out Matt's new job, I would like to recommend Disappeared on um, the ID channel, also streaming go. on Hulu. And the True Crime Obsessed podcast is going to be doing a new series just on that show coming out soon.
0: Yeah, co-hosted by Broadway's own Ellen Marie Marsh coming out in April.
1: <laughs> Good true crime show. I, um,
0: I've lis- And I've listened to the first two episodes Pre edit, like I've listened to the raw audio of a lot of it. Um, and I was actually texting with Ellen about it today. Um, fucking hilarious! Like, yeah. it is so funny.
1: Again, the episodes of the podcast are hilarious because they find Correct. people involved ridiculous, but the actual yes. series and the episodes are not hilarious. Correct, Correct. So just to clarify. Uh, number seven, obviously, my favorite show of all time, Twin Peaks. You can watch the first two. Seasons on Netflix, and then the last season, which was the reboot, is on Showtime, Which, I, but I believe Showtime is free for the next two months. So, highly recommend. And then an old classic on Netflix for number six would be Cheers, which is one of the oh, biggest good. sitcoms of the 80s. Rewatched it recently. There's a few things that are problematic with the times, but, you know, um, for the most part, it holds up. And it's just good old-fashioned, like, laugh-out-loud comedy. So, that's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, very good. I love that. All right, so my number five is a show that I think you and I both love. I've actually mentioned it in a recent list of Palooza as well, and that is the TV show Scrubs. It is available on Hulu now. It was a nine-season run on NBC, um, and then it actually it moved in the middle of that over to ABC um, with the eighth season and the ninth season. It is, uh, I think it's brilliant. It's hilarious. Zach Braff. Uh, Sarah Chalk, uh, Donald Faison, Neil Flynn, uh, G- uh, John C. McGinley, Judy Reyes, Eliza Coupe. I mean, it's Dave Franco's on it. I mean, it's it's a just a really really smart, funny show. And as we're spending so much time talking about the the necessity of having medical professionals who are caring and good at their job, even though this show is goofy as hell, like I felt like that was something that I really resonated that really resonated with me from this show. Um, So I highly recommend Scrubs. And if you love Scrubs, um, Shea Serrano, who is a writer at The Ringer, who I think most people probably who are on Twitter have seen him retweeted a bazillion times, even if you don't follow him. He just put out um, an illustrated set of essays about Scrubs. It's just in PDF form. It's not a book you can buy anywhere. But I highly recommend he's got 10 essays about Scrubs. Um, and it's illustrated by a guy named Arturo Torres, and it's really, really fantastic. It's 90 pages. It's wonderful. So if you have not watched Scrubs, or even if you had, this would be a great time to bench it. Jen, what's your number five?
1: I love Scrubs. And uh, fun fact, Neil Flynn lives across the street from me.
0: Oh, hey, Neil.
1: <laughs> My number five is Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Hulu. Um, there are seven seasons, I believe they're finishing up their No, they're finishing up their seventh live on NBC right now. So the Mm -hmm. first six are on Hulu. It has not faltered in any way over the six years. It is an impressive ensemble of comedic actors and they have some really great guest stars. Hashtag Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, but. It is always good when you need something brainless and you can keep it on in the background when you're doing other stuff, but it's good, always good for laughs.
0: Like The Good Place, that is a show that was created and or co-created by Mike Shore, who I think is one of the best people working in television right now. So um, love that. Now we're getting into something completely different for me. My number four is the first of two reality shows that I'm going to mention. And reality is a very broad term nowadays. But I'm going to mention Shark Tank, which is available on ABC.com and Hulu. Um, I've loved the show from the beginning, but what I love about the show is, is that it's one of those things. There's a ton of episodes you can just kind of sit and watch. You don't have to pay super close attention to them. But it is generally a positive show. It's a show that is generally – it's it's manipulative. I mean it's manipulative like they try to show the, the difficult paths that people have taken, um, and it is kind of manipulative in terms of how they promote capitalism, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But it generally celebrates people who have done something great and who are um, creative and have come up with a way to fix problems in ways that haven't been thought of before. So I really like it. I love Mark Cuban. I'm an admitted Mark Cuban fan. um, So I enjoy him on that show. Um, And it's just something I like to watch and like just kind of relax and not have to use my brain all that much on. Um, So I really, really enjoy uh, Shark Tank, which is available on Hulu and ABC.com. What do you got, Jen?
1: Uh, also, Mark Cuban and Shark Tank was featured prominently at the end of the last season of Grace and Frankie. Very comedy. Very, Very comedic. Good.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, number four, I have Big Mouth.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um, if you like really raunchy, vile comedy. Um, Which is why
0: I have not watched it.
1: Yeah, it's not for Matt. It's for everyone else. It's um, John Mulaney and his best friend Andrew wrote this about their adolescence. And, and it's a
0: cartoon. It's, it it's is animated. animated
1: because they could not get away with the things they do with live action, especially with 12 year olds. And they um, it is a star of like all of today's brightest comedians voice cast. And it is it is really vile. It is not for children. But if you like that kind of humor, I I get some real good laughs out of that one. It's on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um All right, so my next one is my second reality show, and again, tying into the larger Mike Shore cinematic universe, this is Making It, also on NBC, which features two veterans of Parks and Rec, another Mike Shore show, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, and they host what is basically a craft competition. It it looks and feels very much like the Great British Bake Off, like the barn that they're in looks very similar to that to that setting as well but it's just people making cool creative artsy type stuff and it's just so i love it it's just such a fun show it's short seasons um the first one aired in like the summer of 2018 the last one aired around christmas uh in the holiday season of 2019 and they just make some really cool stuff and and i really enjoy the hell out of it like and Uh, Amy and Nick like have pun-offs in it as well, and they're all about the puns. It's just a really fun, sweet, wholesome show that I really, really enjoy. Um, And I think right now while we're looking for stuff like that, there's only 14 episodes. You can watch it, and it's just fun, relaxing, not brain-intensive entertainment. And they end up making some really cool stuff. There's some of these people in this last season – are amazing. Uh Justine who ended up being the spoiler alert, the uh, master maker was amazing. Jesse who finished second is amazing. Um really really good stuff. So I highly highly recommend making it. All right, Jen, what do you have for number 3?
1: I have Psych.
0: <laughs> oh, bless you so much.
1: Um Psych is on Amazon. And it was a show from the years 2006 to 2014. Um, it's comedy, but it's also a mystery. So it's kind of like a cop procedural with um, a lot of comedy. But there's also a very slim through line for all the seasons. But the episodes are standalone-ish as well. And it's basically this guy who um, his dad was a cop who's played by um, Corbin Bernsen, And mm-hmm. he taught him as a young boy to be very observant. So he's very good at observing very obscure details about people. And because of that, he can pass himself off as psychic, which he does to the Santa Barbara police mm-hmm. department so and winds good. up helping them solve cases. It's, it's so enjoyable. I, I am, I just not to mention it co-stars Dulé Hill the incomparable and Amazing. he shows, he gets to show off his tap skills in a few episodes. Um, they have some great recurring characters. Uh, the cops at the Santa Barbara police department played by, um, help me the girl,
0: Maggie Lawson, Maggie and, Timothy Lawson. Amundsen.
1: and Timothy Oliphant, who, Oh my God. Amundsen, made, not uh, Oliphant.
0: Not Timothy Oliphant,
1: Amundsen. Timothy Oliphant with an O and he makes me laugh like no other. I still remember this one episode when he knocked on a door and this guy answered. And he goes, Can you and your stupid hair let me in? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> he's so dry and it's just a really good show. Um, I highly recommend it. And they have a really great uh, nemesis played by Carrie Elwes who recurs throughout the seasons. So um, but I highly recommend it on uh, Amazon.
0: Yeah, and Timothy Amundsen, who you mentioned, was also in Gallivant. He was the king in Gallivant, which we've talked about before. Um, and they actually, I think, have finished the second movie, the second psych movie. Yes, um, it's to be out,
1: a- I think, this coming Christmas.
0: Yeah, who knows if any of that will we'll still be around then. They, but they yeah.
1: made one movie after the show ended, and Timothy Amundsen had unfortunately suffered a stroke Correct. And was only able to be in a cameo via Skype in the movie. So it was very heart-tugging. But hopefully, I, I think he's made almost a full he recovery, is. and he'll be in this next one. So,
0: Yeah, I don't think it's it's completely full, but he's back to working. He's had a multi-episode arc on This Is Us. So he is he he is back and working and we're Twitter friends somehow. So uh, I, I chat with him uh-huh. occasionally. So um, yeah. Anyway, Jen, I, for number my number two, I have somewhat gone off of our rules. My number two is not something that is streaming, and it's not super easy to get. You ha- basically have to buy it on DVD. But I included it because I've got the DVDs. Um, but I think you can probably find episodes on am, on YouTube or something if you don't want to order the DVDs. But it is Broadway, the American musical. It is a six part documentary that aired on PBS it is narrated by Julie Andrews. The episodes start in like the eight, late 1800s and chronicle the different, um, eras of Broadway all the way up until, um, the present, which was, uh, 2004 when this originally aired. Um, this is something that if you're a musical theater lover will not only be informative, probably lots of things, you know, lots of things you don't know, but the archival video, the performances, the interviews is absolutely remarkable. I love this. I've probably watched it three or four times through, and it's, it's a really, really wonderful documentary. I wish that it was streaming somewhere. Um, it's not even streaming on PBS.com. I tried, but it is a wonderful, wonderful documentary, and uh, if someone can find it streaming, let me know, and I'll tweet it out, but um, it's a great, great documentary that every theater fan should watch at some point. All right, what do you have, Jen?
1: For my number two, I have The Expanse for the sci-fi people. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I tried to get Matt to watch Battlestar Galactica, but that kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, I
0: I need to finish that. I loved the episodes that I watched, though.
1: Yeah, so – Let's talk about, um, The Expanse, which is, is, is a good follow up for the Battlestar Galactica fans. One has nothing to do with the other, but it's just, um, I really like, uh, shows set in space where it kind of becomes like the Old West, um, battle for civilizations. And The Expanse takes place in space. Um, Earth still exists. Mars has been, um, settled. And now there's this new breed of people called the Belters who were raised in space, um, on the belt, which is outside of Mars. So there's three races of people, Earth, Earthlings, Martians, and Belters. And it, it's basically just, you know, an, another drama about class and about the battle for, um, equal rights and human rights and, you know, um, proprietary technology and, it all comes down to, you know, any any show like this or like The Walking Dead or anything, it always comes down to the people and how people react in situations. So this s- series is really good sci-fi. It's just, it's really intriguing. There's not really anybody in it that people would know. I think there was a villain played last series, last season by David Strathern. Okay. I don't know if you not, know him. Not- uh, not
0: Jason Satham, but...
1: No, David Strayhorn. David Stray... Anyway... Strayhorn. Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: I, know, I recognize him. Yeah, yeah.
1: But there's not, there's not a lot of famous faces in it, but it's a really, really good sci-fi drama, if that's what you're looking for. And it's a thriller. Like, it gets really exciting.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at him. What do I know him most from?
1: I think it was a movie. um, Oh,
0: Good Night and Good Luck. He was Edward Armour from Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah, yeah. Academy Award nominee. Um, He was also in the uh, Bourne movies, Jason Bourne movies as well.
1: Yes. Okay. So mine, Jen, I don't know how you're. They have four seasons and they're all on Amazon Prime. And there's still a fifth season coming this fall.
0: Awesome. All right, Jen, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Um, I, this is something that I've been tweeting about a lot because while this is a crazy, bizarre, uncomfortable, anxiety producing time for a lot of folks, I've been resorting to things that just make me feel good and like chill, which is why all of the stuff that I'm talking about here is feel goody type stuff. And this is the ultimate of feel good. Don't have to use your brain too much entertainment. Um, and if I had more time, I would be making a podcast about Hallmark movies. They are as cookie cutter as cookie cutter can get. As soon as you meet the characters, you know how the rest of the episode is going to play out. Um, It's the same B minus. Well, let's be fair. C to D plus stars in all of them. Everybody who works in Vancouver um, is on these shows. People from the eighties and nineties TV shows are still showing up in these. And they're not that good. They're not really that well written. Although, depending on what version of Hallmark uh, you're watching, whether Hallmark Channel, or Hallmark Mysteries, and movies, movies and mysteries, like you get a little bit different quality. But like something about them, as even if they're not that great, Jen, they're just super comforting to me, and and I really find myself just liking them and feeling very good. While I watch them and I can play around on my phone. I don't have to like p- pay super close attention because even if I miss 30 minutes, I'm going to know exactly what's going to happen. But I really just enjoy the movies, whether they're the Christmas movies, which they are running a Christmas movie on Saturdays, um, you know, every week now to kind of soothe people during the, the the shutdown. But I just really enjoy them. I mean, they're just silly and frivolous, uh, but I feel like that might be what people need. So Hallmark movies literally all the time on Hallmark.
1: Well, I never would have guessed that. <laughs> I love but it. But I will tell you this if there ever comes a time when you have time to do a podcast, I am 100% in. Oh, okay. I love them.
0: All right. I did not realize that. Oh, That's why I was like, yes. I, I we wasn't will sure. Do that. Okay. All right. Because literally, I get press, I, I get interview pitches, like literally, like maybe every other month for Jen Lilly who is like one of the queens of these movies. She's in all of them. And every time I want to do it, but I'm like literally nobody that on Broadway world or Broadway radio will care about Jen Lilly. Um, and there's no, I can't really make that happen, but I love Jen Lilly. Like she's like in all of these, she's just great. So uh, I do, I do love the Hallmark movies and I'm glad you do too. Jen. I Didn't expect We're that so doing that. We have to all have right.
1: another conversation about that.
0: All right. Sounds good. Well, what do you have for number one?
1: Well, my final one is The Magicians, which I talk about all the time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. unfortunately, it's ending next week. So I'm real sad about that. They didn't get a, a season pickup. Um, the series creators said that they wrote it to be an ending. But I, I still feel like when people do that, they don't really get that completion. So I am hoping, as the trend is nowadays, that they'll have like a follow-up movie or anything or something. But anyway, it's on Netflix. It's basically if Harry Potter went to college and started like using his magic to save the world. And um well, I mean, not that he doesn't save the world. I mean, who knows? Who doesn't know that? But it's just uh it's a really interesting show about living with. The ability to do magic and the responsibility of it and, you know, other worlds that happen to pop up. So this would be in my fantasy genre. And I don't know if you're into this kind of thing. I didn't think I would like it. My boyfriend turned me on to it because I like YA. But I really got invested. There's some really good characters. And there's an actor in it who I feel like needs to be a bigger star. And his name is Hale Applebaum. I think you had played a clip a few lists
0: Mm -hmm. ago of
1: him singing. And if I can tie this back into Zoe, (laughs) I feel like Michael Thomas Grant and Hale Applebaum are the same person, but they're the dark and the light side. So I would say that Michael Thomas Grant is George Michael. Hale Applebaum is Michael Hutchins. So there's like a dirty quality (laughs) to them, but they're both very, very talented. And
0: you just you just made a Wham reference <laughs> in the year of our Lord 2020.
1: Wham and NXS. Yeah, there you go. No one knows what I'm talking about, yeah. but it's a good show. And you know, everybody's got time, so watch the first uh, few episodes, see if you like it. I I was surprised how quickly I got sucked in. Okay.
0: All right. You're talking about the magicians and somebody who, you know, it should be a musical theater guy. There are a lot of musical theater people in Hallmark movies as well. You see Laura Osnes show up occasionally. Good friend Patty Murin and her husband Colin Donnell were just in one earlier this year. Cheryl Lee Ralph is in uh, in some as well. Bethany Joy Lins uh, is a musical type of person. So uh, lots of musical theater stuff showing up in both of our number ones, whether they're actually musical theater related or not. Alright, well that is all that we have. Thanks for listening to this episode of Something Like a Pop, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist Edition. As a reminder, we will be coming to you immediately after the even-numbered episodes air on NBC, which is theoretically at 10.01pm Eastern Time on every other Sunday. If something changes because the world is ending, we will obviously let you know. If you have thoughts about these two episodes of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, or what Jen and I thought about these two episodes of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, you can reach out to us on Twitter at broadway radio at Ebony q for jen or at bww matt for me if you want to see jen's uh, hello fresh cooking skills you can find her at epony qq on the insta uh, i'm still at bww matt over there thanks again for listening and again we'll talk to you in two weeks and in the meantime wash your hands and be good to each other everybody